0: From the city of angels, the master of disasters, the king of sting, the dancing destroyer, Charles Irving
1: Ortuski.
2: And welcome to another Chuck Series Companion. I am your host, The Jaystrom. Welcome to the show. If you're here, if you're listening right now, that means one thing you, you, my friend, you like the show Chuck. You love Chuck, and that's why you're here. In fact, that's why I'm here. I love the show so much that I created a podcast, The Chuck Series Companion, where I'm covering every single episode of the show in loving, affectionate detail, as much as I can anyway, as much as humanly possible. Now, today we are covering Season 2, Episode 5, Chuck versus Tom Sawyer. And I gotta say, I'm really excited about covering this episode because this, without a doubt, is one of my favorite Chuck episodes of all time. It's one of those episodes that just makes me giddy as I'm watching it. I like a lot of things with Chuck. It's kind of hard to describe why I love something so much, but there's so many things about this episode that is great. Like, for instance, we get some Jeff backstory, which is hilarious, the whole missile command thing, the introduction of Emmett Milbarge, (laughs) played by the fantastic Tony Hale. I love that character. He's so funny and such a jerk and such a brown noser. Uh, but I love the guy, and I love the way this episode sets up immediately. It puts Chuck in a bad spot where Emmett sees nothing but the negative view of Chuck. He sees that everyone loves Chuck, but it almost it 's funny if you look at this episode from emmett 's point of view and pay attention to what he observes, it looks like Chuck is like Ferris Bueller getting away with everything, and everyone loves him. So uh it's funny how Emmett kind of makes it his mission that he's going to bring Chuck down. And I love that setup. It's so funny because the juxtaposition of the buy more is that it's not really that important. It's just a dumb job. What Chuck faces every day is some serious... uh You know, threat. There's danger uh, lurking, and that's what makes it so funny. Because anything that Emmett can do to Chuck, some terrorist bad guy who wants the Intersect could do much worse to Chuck. So I'm super excited to get into this episode. But first, I want to remind you guys you can check out my Chuck blog at chuckpodcast.blogspot.com. There's where I post every episode of the podcast, of course, but also I post a write-up of every episode. So if you guys want to check that out, that would be cool. I just like writing a little bit about each episode. I look forward to that, putting some screenshots, some links of uh, reviews and songs that I like from the episode. Also, if you'd like to send me some feedback, send it to nimpodcast at gmail.com, or you can send me a voicemail at 1-206-309-4729, and I'll play it on the show. Also, if you would, click on the iTunes link on the page, and there you will see that you can leave a rating or review of the Chuck series companion. I got to recently that I'm serious really motivated me to get my butt in gear. Uh, I took all of June off after my daughter got out of school, and I didn't do a single Chuck episode. And then I heard from two listeners. One was Ross from the Bay Area, and also Camille on Twitter tweeted me and said she was listening to the show, and now she was all caught up, and was uh, going to do a new episode soon. And Ross had recently started Chuck and he'd binge watched like 20 episodes and he was really enjoying the Chuck series companion. So I was like, Jason, you got to get back to work and do these episodes. And it was so funny because I knew after Chuck versus the Cougars, I had Chuck versus Tom Sawyer, which is, as I said before, one of my favorite episodes of all time of Chuck. And at the end of this episode, I will tell you why. Why I think it's one of the best episodes ever. Well, at least one of my favorite episodes. Oh, hell, it is. It's one of the best episodes ever. Okay? Uh, There are different eras of Chuck in the storyline and where the characters are and stuff. But this is one of my geekiest, favoriteest episodes ever. Okay, first, before we get into the episode, I want to talk about who wrote it. This episode was written by Phil Klemmer, which I've mentioned many times because he's already written several awesome episodes of Chuck. The guy wrote 12 episodes of Chuck, not to mention he was a producer of Chuck. He wrote Sandworm, Undercover Lover, and now Tom Sawyer, and he's going to do a lot more and a lot of great episodes. And by the way, Phil Klemmer has an awesome job now. He is the showrunner for the new DC show Legends of Tomorrow on the CW. So that's an awesome job. It's obvious the guy is a great writer. I love what he's done. He did the Tomorrow People, which I loved. Then he worked on Forever, which unfortunately both those shows got canceled. But now DC's Legends of Tomorrow. I hope he kicks ass at that job. Okay, next, this episode was directed by Norman Buckley. One cool little tidbit about Norman Buckley is he's a native of Fort Worth, Texas, which by the way, I am too. I was born in Fort Worth. How cool is that? This guy who was born in Fort Worth directed an episode of Chuck. This guy's a badass. No, but seriously, he directed three episodes of Chuck and this is his first one. And like I said, it's one of my favorites. He's also directed a lot of other shows. Gossip Girl, The Fosters. Switched at birth, uh, Pretty Little Liars. He's doing a lot of uh, ABC family shows now, it looks like, but uh, good for that guy. Now, right as we're about to get into the episode, I wanted to mention something that, uh, you know, I mentioned Tony Hale before. He plays Emmett Milbarge, but here's a bit of trivia for you that uh, Emmett Fitzhume and Austin Milbarge were the characters of Chevy Chase and Dan Aykroyd in Spies Like Us. So that's where they get the name Emmett Milbarge, who, you know, it's obvious Fedak and Schwartz are pretty big nerds and they love that movie. So that's a little uh, nod to that. Also, here's another one I read. I had no idea. It says Farouk Bulsara, which is the name of the villain in this episode, is the birth name of... Queen's Freddie Mercury. So I guess he was born Thorok Bolsara. How crazy is that? What's funny is also in this episode, they mentioned that the creator of Missile Command was Morimoto, this uh, Japanese guy. But in reality, I had to look it up. I had to know. It's David Thur, a game designer. In 1980, he created Missile Command, considered one of the greatest classic video games from the golden age of arcade games so they took some liberties with this episode of chuck but that's okay after all the show is fiction and they're creating their own history here so as far as we're concerned morimoto invented missile command okay (laughs) and also if i think back when this episode first aired it was after the documentary called king of kong had come out which is the story of steve weeby this guy who's trying to beat the donkey kong all-time record from billy mitchell and so there are little nods to King of Kong in here, such as the mention of a kill screen. It's a pretty cool documentary. You should check it out. You can watch it on Hulu. But I remember I would seen that documentary, and when this episode of Chuck came on, it was like all these little geek moments that were uh, just really cool. Mentioning the kill screen. And <laughs> What's funny is this episode is directly inspired from... Fast Times at Ridgemont High, when Spicoli's dreaming about being a world-famous surfer and he's being interviewed. So as the episode begins, it's San Fernando Valley, 1983, and Jeff, (laughs) from the Bymore, we get to see him younger, he's got more hair, he's got more facial hair, he looks hilarious, he's got his members-only jacket on, he's got two beautiful women on his arms, and he's just made an incredible achievement.
3: Here, and I'd like you all to meet Jeffrey Barnes, the new Missile Command world champ. Thanks for joining us, Jeff. My pleasure, Stu. Well, uh, Jeff, you've dedicated the last three years of your life to playing Missile Command. You've managed to take a video game and raise it to a level that can only be described as an art form. So let me ask the question on everybody's mind. What's next for Jeff Barnes?
4: What's next? Uh, I hadn't really, uh, uh... How can I make up my mind when I got so many tasty options?
2: And then we cut back to the buy more, and there's Jeff standing in the break room, and...
4: I've got so many tasty options.
2: 25 years later, (laughs) and he's standing there in front of the vending machine, and he can't make up his mind, what snack does he want? Jeff, please.
4: There we go, buddy. Score.
2: Well, luckily, Morgan picks out some cheesy snacks for him. But what's this? It's Big Mike, and it's time for another buy more meeting. Come on, they have him every episode.
4: How on the sales floor? And one of you two idiots better light a fire under Bartowski. He's late.
2: Wait, what's this? Before we get to the meeting, Chuck is late. So let's cut to his room and see what he's up to. Oh, not that sound! I hate that alarm sound. But what's this? Chuck is asleep. He's still in his clothes from the night before. And he's got a mustache? (laughs) What's funny is Chuck looks down. He sees his name tag. It says Francois. And then we see he has a passport that says that he's from Paris, France. So we never got to see the mission, but Chuck was posing as a French guy. That would have been fun. So when Chuck wanders into the dining room, his sister asks him, "Um, aren't you forgetting something, Chuck? She means breakfast, but Chuck realizes he's still wearing his mustache.
5: Aren't you forgetting something?
0: It's only the most important meal of the day, bud. Of course. (laughs) breakfast thanks what did i what is that what did i just drink ginseng protein
6: shake been used thousands of years in the east to promote yang energy and let me tell you brother it does wonders for your Wang energy
5: great thanks hey where were you last night we heard you come stomping in at like four in the morning
0: yeah oh yeah it was, uh, it was a crazy night <laughs> Morgan and I stole a car and then we drove around shaking down liquor stores and smacking around hookers. Relax, it's a video game.
5: Oh, good.
6: Video games. Come on, though. Well, I mean, what's one night of blowing off a little steam?
5: One night I have a funny way of adding up. I mean, what's cool when you're in college is- We were
6: just wondering, what happened to all your big plans, bro? All that talk about backpacking across Europe or finishing your college classes. You know, I just
0: I just have a lot on my plate at this precise moment.
5: Well, like what? Precisely? Chuck. We were happy when you decided not to move out, but shouldn't your life be moving somewhere?
2: So if you'll remember in Chuck versus the first date, Chuck thought he was getting rid of the Intersect. He was going to go backpacking across Europe. He was going to see the world and he had all these grand plans. But of course we know what happens. Fulcrum blew up the new intersect, killing Agent Graham. Chuck still has the intersect. He's not going anywhere. Of course, Chuck knows this, but he can't tell his sister. So his sister's like, hey, what happened? You made all these plans, and you just kind of flaked out on them. What's going on? So she's concerned about her brother, but at the same time, he can't tell her anything. He just has to be like, no, everything's fine. And it's getting frustrating to her. Now, let's cut back to the Bymore, and Big Mike, he's letting the troops know that it's time to get moving.
4: Time for you people to get moving around here. Show some initiative. Well, I got just the guy to help. I'd like you to meet Emmett Milbarge. Emmett here is an efficiency expert, and he's been sent by Bymore corporate to tighten your slack asses up.
7: thank you for your very kind words of introduction, Michael.
4: I'll be in my office.
7: Well... It is just so nice to be here in... Burbank. Burbank, California. Just a real pleasure to meet all of you in the flesh. I personally am looking forward to spending more time here in the Buy More Trenches. Getting to know the rank and the file. Unfortunately, my visit here isn't going to be all fun. I'm going to be interviewing you, and I'm going to be evaluating you on your performance. And perhaps even trimming the fat
2: <laughs> I love how he grabs uh, Jeff's cheesy snacks and Jeff's just staring at him like what he's not even paying attention so who would like to go first I love this now it's time for Emmett Milbarge to interview the employees and we'll start off with Jeff
4: we'll just start on simple why do you belong at the More I satisfy a quota my dad's part Indian. The cool kind of Indian, though. Not like Lester.
2: <laughs> now let's cut to Lester. I used to be in management myself, so
1: I know how to grease the store's cogs. Cogs, make sure they don't... squeak. <laughs> if you know what I'm saying.
2: <laughs> I love how he tries to bribe Emmett and then Emmett writes down on his paper, Ass Kisser. Now it's time for Morgan.
0: Why do I belong at the Buymore? You know, I'm, I'm gonna have to think about that. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna grab a soda. And you want one? Cause it's my treat. I'll, I'll grab you one. And I'll be back, I'll be back in the gym.
2: So Emmett writes down for Morgan, Untrainable. And now it's time for Anna Wu.
8: I speak more than one language binary code (laughs) 00011010
2: Emmett writes down prostitute question mark
1: what would I do I just ask WWCD what would Chuck do Chuck
5: the chain of command well there's like Chuck and then there's like the rest of us oh and then there's Jeff
1: sometimes I WWCDN wonder what chuck's doing
7: now who represents the buy more ideal who makes the trains run on time who provides your moral compass who holds the team together chuck chuck lester no chuck chuck well i'm looking forward to meeting this chuck fella if he ever decides to show up
2: and here he is it's chuck
0: (sighs) chuck you picked one hell of a morning to be late yeah crazy night morgan lover's tryst say no more Unless you care to infuse your story with a more tawdry level of
1: detail,
0: you don't. Okay, listen, there's this efficiency guy, and he's been looking all over for you, all right? So, if he asks, you have golf stone issues. That's the thing, right? Morgan. Well, I had to think of my feet here, Chuck. This Emmett guy's been busting my preconceptions and helping me see the i more in a whole new
7: sort of... Hey, hello. <laughs> this is him. Chuck. We finally meet Chuck.
2: Hi. Oh, it's so nice, Chuck finally meeting Emmett, but... Oh my god, what's this? Chuck sees a dude, and he's flashing on him. Wow, so Chuck has just flashed on the bad guy from Iron Man. If you've seen Iron Man, you know this guy's pretty scary looking.
7: Are you feeling alright?
2: No, yes, yes, I'm fine. Uh, Actually, on second
0: thought, I think my gallstones are acting up, so. Yeah.
2: But unfortunately, Chuck runs right smack dab into the guy. Hi. Hello, this man.
0: No. No, never seen him before in my life. Wait a minute. Is that one of the sweat hogs from Welcome Back, Cotter? He's a Buy More employee. You know, he doesn't work at this store, but, uh, but you should check out one of our other 13 convenient Southern California locations. Mm.
2: So Chuck is like, okay, that was weird. The guy was asking about Jeff. Jeff of all people. And Chuck turns around and he looks at slovenly Jeff, still eating his cheesy snacks. Jeff waves to him and he's like, What? Jeff? <music> so let's cut down to beneath the orange, orange. And Casey is now briefing Chuck and Sarah on who Farouk Bulsara is.
6: Farouk Bulsara, born in the Assir province, 1974. Past 10 years, he's been hopping between training camps from Syria to Somalia. What does a global terrorist want with a nerd like Jeff? Insightful question, Bartels. it's why we have an intersect.
8: We want you to approach Jeff socially. Get to know him better and see if you can get him to open up about his past.
6: You want me to hang out? With Jeff. It's either that or we throw him in the back of a van and have an agency interrogation team go to work on him. Great. So it comes down to either torturing him or torturing me.
2: Yeah, that's pretty accurate, Chuck. Oh, but what's this? Ellie has just walked into the orange orange.
8: Looks like we got a bogey. Sarah? Is that my sister? Ellie,
5: what a surprise.
8: Yeah, Um.
5: I was just driving around. I thought it would be nice. Uh, I thought it would be nice if you and I could talk
6: without Chuck, actually. Oh, okay. Not polite to spy, Chuck.
5: <laughs> I love that. Chuck's like, hey, come on. I would hate it if he found out that I was going behind his back like this. Oh, well, your secret is safe with me. Do you know if he has any plans? Tonight? Uh, actually, I think he is hanging out with Jeff. Nerd? Herd? Creepy? Creepy? Serial killer, Jeff?
2: Yeah. Oh, that creepy serial
5: killer, Jeff? You know, I think it's time that you and I had a talk.
2: Well, I'm glad Chuck won't be there for that talk. Now let's cut back to the Bymore, and Chuck is getting back to work. (laughs) And it's so funny, he looks at Jeff chuck has to hang out with jeff to find out more and he's standing there looking at him and jeff is cleaning his ear with a pen and then jeff smells the pen and you can just see chuck's head like just ugh. why do i have to do this but first here's Emmett again and he really wants to have that meeting with chuck well hope you
0: enjoyed your fro yo (laughs) yeah i was was, uh just seeing my girlfriend
7: girlfriend oh. I too have a special lady friend Henrietta she works in our Ontario branch accounts payable ah. she's a real tigress <laughs> okay did we really need to know that now that we got our topic of our love life out of the way perhaps you'd like to sit down for our interview
0: how's tomorrow because I'm, I'm really more I, of a morning I person
7: really. well, I'll be the judge of that
2: Well, Chuck is going to regret that later because he just dissed Emmett for a second time. Now, he finally corners Jeff, and what's funny about this scene is you see Lester and Morgan lurking in the background as Chuck asks Jeff if he wants to hang out sometime and get a beer. Hey, buddy. Where Where are you going? What'd I do? Nothing. No. You know, nothing. Just,
0: you know, we never really get the chance to talk. How about we grab a beer?
4: No, thanks. I could be enticed to grab a dozen beers, however. It's a date. We can kick it at my place. You're going to love Roscoe. He's my ferret. Ooh. That's,
0: you know what? I'm actually allergic to any and every member of the polecat
2: family. So maybe we could kick it here. Sure. How do you find that out, that you're allergic to polecats? Hmm. Maybe I am too. I don't know. So it's a date for Jeff and Chuck. And I love how Morgan and Lester look at each other and they're like, eh, it's probably nothing. Hmm. Hmm. So let's cut to Emmett and he's dictating his findings of the Burbank Biomore.
7: Following a thorough inspection of the branch, there seems to be no sign of intelligent life.
2: Now, let's cut to the home theater room of the Bymore, And Jeff and Chuck are ready to get their drink on.
4: (laughs) May I present tonight's feature entertainment.
2: So, Jeff has something that he wants Chuck to see. He puts in a DVD, and Chuck looks really worried. And all of a sudden, we hear the song... All Out of Love by Air Supply. And we see... I'm lying alone
1: With my head on the phone Thinking of you to yours I know you are too But what else can we do? So mental and torn apart
4: You made an Anna music video? You like? Wow. It's really... Wow. I know, man. (laughs) She's my muse. (laughs) I laugh every time
2: he says that. She's my muse. So what you see is this montage of pictures of Anna, and all of them were taken without her knowledge, except for the ones where she's sticking her hand in the face of the camera. It's pretty creepy.
4: Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to slip into my drinking pants. Look
2: at that.
0: mission. Extraction required. The intersect has
2: been compromised. Negative. Perimeter is secure. I'm talking about the weirdo inside the Buy More. Sorry, Chuck. This is your duty. You must stay there and drink with Jeff. Now, let's cut to the Bartowski household and Sarah and Ellie are talking about Chuck. I'm starting to think that there's something going on with my
5: brother. Oh. (coughs) Why? What do you mean? It's just... Everything seemed to be moving along just fine for Chuck, and you had everything to do with that. Oh, thanks, but uh, I I can't take the credit. Then, I don't know. It's like, it's like he's slipping back into old Chuck mode. You know, no confidence, no direction. It's it's the Morgan years revisited. I mean, he went to Stanford for God's sakes. Did you know he's twelve credits short of graduating? Twelve credits short of a real life. I know that I sound like his mother.
2: Uh, yeah, you
5: do. (laughs) Just tell me that I don't have anything to worry about and I will lay off.
2: You have nothing to worry about, Ellie, because Chuck, he's a great guy. We know that. She knows it. But she thinks that he's slipping back into old habits. But we know that every night he's out serving his country. He's working with Casey and Sarah. They're stopping bad guys from all around the globe. He's uh, doing a great job. But... What can Sarah say to Ellie? Not much. She can just tell her, don't worry. So cut back to the buy more, and Jeff is encouraging Chuck to pound, 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 and drink that beer all up when Emmett, he's watching everything they do. They have no idea that Emmett's there. <laughs> and Emmett is horrified by what he sees.
3: Pound, <laughs> pound!
7: Resuming dictation. Yes! Yes! I'd like to report the following violation of Bymore policy. Misappropriation of the home theater room. After hours consumption of alcohol. And a lewd use of a musical montage.
4: Yeah!
2: <laughs> I love that. Lewd use of a musical montage. What's so funny is because now I've done... I don't, what? What is this? The um, The 18th Chuck series companion... Those creative speakers that are on the end cap where Emmett is, I've seen them like in every episode. I'm now finding myself wondering, so what are those? Are those like computer speakers or are those like iPod speakers you like hook up your MP3 player to them? I want to know more. And another thing is I wondered what Van Buren beer was because I've never heard of it. But apparently it's a real thing. And that's what Chuck and Jeff are drinking plenty of crazy thing happened today.
4: Uh, Some dude came into the store looking for you. He had this goofy old picture and everything. Only a matter of time, I guess. What? You mean you know the guy? I'd imagine he's one of my fans.
2: And I love this moment. Jeff pulls out a VHS tape out of his duffel bag. Who knows what else is in that duffel bag, by the way? But he puts it in the VCR, which, you know, this is 2008. People still have VCRs, right? And he sticks it in the player, and Chuck is worried.
4: You want to see something I've never shared with anyone? Please don't be
0: a porno. Please, please don't be a porno. <laughs>
2: That's so funny, man. I love that. (laughs) Indeed, please don't be a porno.
3: And I'd like you all to meet Jeffrey Barnes, the new Missile Command world champ.
2: Missile Command? I used to kick ass
4: at that game. Well, I was the best. By
3: breaking the all-time record, you've won $100 in quarters and a year's supply of
2: Slim Jims. That's so cool. He won a year's supply of Slim Jims. I wonder if he ever got all those. I had so many questions to ask Jeff about that. My favorite is the hundred dollars and quarters. <laughs> but uh, Chuck sees that Mr. Morioto, CEO of Atari and inventor of Missile Command, is presenting Jeff with an award, and Chuck flashes on Morimoto. This prize
3: will be presented by none other than Mr. Morimoto, CEO and Chief Engineer at Atari Games. <laughs>
4: Dude, you are so wasted. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> and right on cue, Jeff passes out, and Chuck is wondering, what the hell did he just flash on? But oh crap, what's this? A van just drives up in front of the Buy More, and Casey knows this has got to be the bad
6: guys. What is it about bad guys and vans?
0: Hey, I—I I, I flashed some guy on the TV. He's a video hey, game. Chuck, design. we have guests out the back door. Now.
2: Wait, wait, wait! What about Jeff? What about him? We can't just leave him here. He's dead weight. So Chuck goes out the back door holding Jeff. You weren't kidding.
0: Go,
6: let's go. If he pukes on my upholstery, he's gonna wish we left him with the terrorists.
7: Search the place. So
2: Farouk, he wants them to search the Biomore, more, but they're not going to find anything because our boys already got out of there. Now let's cut back to Ellie and Sarah, and it's time for Sarah to now assure Ellie that Chuck's going to be okay.
8: Should I be worried about him? You know, um, Chuck is uh, Chuck is like a duck. Sometimes it seems like he is just gliding along, but beneath the surface his uh his little feet are, are just paddling away like crazy <laughs> deep down i really think chuck is an incredibly mature and responsible guy
2: oh that's great sarah what a nice thing to say about chuck i love that chuck is like a duck it's fantastic and you know what she's right
1: huh. chuck
2: oh, oh. okay yes yeah. Don't
1: worry, this guy's feeling no pain. Oh, geez. here
2: we go. Here, big boy. Big boy. Oh, boy. So, Chuck comes in with Jeff, drunk and passed out, and Chuck throws him on the couch. <laughs> this is hilarious.
4: What's up, ladies? You take the brunette. <laughs> I'm going to take a crack at the blonde. <laughs>
1: this
7: guy.
4: <laughs> I love that. You take
2: the brunette. <laughs> Just the look on Ellie's face like, ah, oh, gross. It's like, dude, that's my sister. <laughs> that's so funny. So in the morning, Ellie is getting some coffee in the kitchen. And I think she forgot that Jeff is still there.
4: Oh, Jeff. I'm supposed to give this to you.
2: <laughs> and I lo- God, I love this too. Jeff hands her a card that says, and it, the card was really crinkled up and wrinkled. It looks like he's used it a lot. It says, My name is Jeff and I'm lost.
5: <laughs> My name is Jeff and I'm lost. Okay. Is that your address? Yeah. All right, we're going to get your cab. Already have already
0: here. Thank you. Great. Awesome. Come on, Jeff. It was a great time last night, huh? You got smashed and passed out. We just watched, and it was really awkward. Okay, here you go, buddy. Get home safe. Chuck. We're about to have one of those conversations, aren't we?
5: Well, if I wasn't worried enough, last night's performance was...
0: Not, not one of my proudest moments.
5: Mm-mm. I feel like you left all those back at Stanford. I'm sorry. I just... You were so close to graduating, you know? Maybe if you just went back and finished, you could move on to the next phase. I mean, if the world were going to end today... I,
0: like... I hear you. I really do. But all those goals I used to have, I still have them.
1: Okay.
0: Hey, sis. The world's not going to end today. I have very reliable sources.
2: Are you sure about that, Chuck? Now let's come back to the Bymore, and I love this scene where uh, Chuck is approaching Jeff to say, hey, what a wild night, and Lester and Morgan are a little worried about this. What are Chuck and Jeff doing hanging out together? Wild night, huh, buddy?
8: Yeah,
4: Pretty standard Tuesday. This is bad. This is very bad. Can't you see that we're losing
1: the man?
8: I'm your best friend, Jeff. No, I'm your best friend, Chuck. Oh, isn't life grand?
1: Maybe we should form an alliance you
0: and me could be best friends whoa 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 whoa, dude let's not uh let's not panic here okay
4: thanks man well you know very comfortable sure
2: okay so sarah approaches and i love sarah's face here it's just complete disgust at jeff and she needs to see chuck immediately
8: excuse me we need to talk
2: my sister
0: thinks i'm an idiot i know
8: Actually, we just got some fresh intel on your favorite video game designer. There were a few things Morimoto left out of his bio.
6: Yeah, the guy secretly worked for Japanese military. In 1980, they launched Morimoto's first generation weapons satellite. The guy who created Missile Command commands actual missiles? Via satellite.
8: It's still up there, dormant, but presumed operational.
6: anyone knows how to fire that puppy up, it's Morimoto. And you, you think he's working with Farouk and the terrorists? Well, he hasn't been seen in years. But we captured this image outside Morimoto's office about an hour ago. What about Jeff? How is he supposed to be involved in all this?
8: The only way to find out is to get into Atari headquarters.
6: Security's going to be tight.
8: But if we don't secure the satellite, then Jeff's safety is going to be the least of our concerns. So how do you want to do this?
2: Guys? I have an idea. Oh, hell yeah, Chuck's got an idea, so you know what that means. No, I don't know what that means, but I'll, let's go ahead and cut to Atari headquarters, and we'll find out. All right, be cool, Casey. You see what I'm wearing? Just let me do the talking, okay? These are my people,
0: programmers, nerds, and right now their network is being attacked by a particularly nasty virus. Back at Stanford, we called it the Bartowski Special. Yeah, real cool there, Chuck.
2: That is cool. Come on. I love seeing Casey in a nerd herd uniform. It's awesome.
0: Gentlemen, excuse me. What do you want? We heard you're having a computer problem. Someone called, Bill, Bob. I can't remember exactly. It was a very common name. Yeah, we got it covered. Mind if we take a peek? Look, nerd, Atari has more PhDs than friggin'
7: Microsoft. Yeah, why don't you help some old lady log on to AOL?
6: (laughs) Nice one. Ooh, Burn.
2: Plan B. So as we see what Plan B is, we hear the song Council Estate by Tricky. <laughs> in
8: my mother's belly and I'm starting to care Nine months in the. No-
2: oh dear well uh here's uh sarah walker in a nerd herd uniform uh herself and she she wears it much differently than chuck does
8: hi i hear you're having a computer problem
0: see if i could just get on the terminal i I can set off the fire alarm i can crash the power create a diversion just
6: take the stairs Looks like Agent Walker's got the diversion pretty well covered. Mm -hmm. Mm
0: Sarah doesn't even know how to fix a computer. The second she touches that machine, our cover's blown. The CPUs have been massively overvolted, but we may be able to go to drive on another system. The more elegant solution would be to flash the BIOS and swap out the Cook CPU.
8: What are you guys waiting for?
2: The brilliant thing is Sarah doesn't have to do anything. (laughs) All she has to do is just stand there. And those guys are so distracted. So, Casey and Chuck arrive at Morimoto's office, but the door's locked.
6: Let's hmm. see if I can find another way into the penthouse. You wait here where it's safe.
1: This place is creepy. So creepy.
2: Indeed it is, Chuck, but what's this? The door opens and Farouk is standing right there.
7: friend from the buy more what a funny coincidence finding you here
0: yeah it's freaking hilarious what a small world right i got a i got a call about a computer that was acting up here and so in fact is this the right floor i don't even know if it's you have the correct floor this way please you know if you're busy i can come back another time mm-hmm.
7: your timing was perfect i hope the machine doesn't give you too much trouble
2: Whoa, what could he mean by that? Now, what's cool is Chuck is in Morimoto's office, and you see all this cool stuff like dinosaur statues, shogun warriors, and then Chuck hears Tom Sawyer by Rush playing in the background, and he goes towards the Music <laughs>
1: Yeah. um
0: uh Mr. Morimoto you listening to Rush We're too late he took the code
7: who are they? Turists? I knew I should have hidden the numbers inside the machine
0: you hid the satellite code inside a game of missile every game
7: hidden in the final board a kill screen a secret level only I could achieve the mathematics underlying the final board are too advanced. It's like the music of the universe.
2: Whoa, that's awesome. But just then, Casey bursts in through the ceiling.
5: Hands up. I'm sorry. I cannot do that. What's going on
0: here, Chuck? Wait. Wait, if the bad guys have the code, why are you still playing the game?
6: Uh-oh. Uh-oh.
1: we are running
0: out of time take yourselves
6: Let's get out of here chuck we, we can't just leave him not this time
0: no 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 oh. 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 Oh.
2: Oh. by the way the gunshot when casey shoots the lock off the door and explodes into sparks it looks awesome that's a cool effect reminds me out of something out of like logan's run or something <laughs> holy crap they got out of there just in time and i love how the explosion dents in the elevator doors poor morimoto he didn't make it now let's cut to a briefing with general
6: beckman general we're sorry to report that farouk and his team have the code that and they murdered morimoto
4: that means that your duties are no longer required on this operation casey we're turning this matter over to the 30th space wing at vandenberg
8: wait you're launching an icbm you think you can shoot down that satellite before it shoots us? Morimoto's satellite will be passing over California in four
4: hours. Best case, we shoot it down off the coast before its own missiles are armed. The satellite falls to Earth with acceptable civilian casualties.
0: Wait a second. Acceptable what? I'd like to hear the bad version. We miss. What happens then?
8: Farouk uses Morimoto's satellite to start World War III. Hey,
0: what about the what about the kill screen? Excuse me? Missile Command. Morimoto said that the code is hidden in every arcade game. If we can get to the kill screen, we can get the code, and then we can take control of the satellite.
4: We'll have our engineers take No, up. look,
0: the only way to get the code is by beating the game, and the only person who can beat the game is... Burned to a crisp. I was talking about Jeff. So was I.
2: <laughs> nice one, Casey.
4: Casey, you coordinate with the Air Force while Mr. Bartowski pursues his contingency plan but i promise you one way or another i am bringing that satellite down
2: and i love this to show the satellite in space and it looks pretty awesome and scary it's got friggin warheads on it <music> now let's cut back to the buy more and it's up to chuck to convince jeff to play missile command
4: you want me to come out of missile command retirement you're serious deadly i don't know man
0: come on what's the problem
4: i guess i'm just cool with resting on my laurels and whatnot but jeff you could be the first guy to ever get to the kill screen listen it doesn't exist the kill screen's
0: just a myth i promise you it's real and you're the only one who can do it
4: i'm a little out of shape mentally jeff it's just a stupid video game that's where you're wrong chuck it's more than a game besides what do you care whether I play or not
2: well Chuck you're gonna have to convince him come up with something
0: I guess I was just really moved by what you said last night huh oh you remember come on how you were sick and tired of busting your ass at this stupid store how you had this incredible gift
4: that you couldn't wait for the world to see really I said that? Sure you did, Jeff. About Missile Command? You were very compelling. Okay. I'll do it. I'll play. Buddy. But first, I'm going to need provisions. I need two bottles, grape cough syrup, one pound M&M's, no brown, and my lucky arcade game from the gas and sip in Tarzana. Done. Really? I want Anna wearing a hula skirt, fanning me with a palm frond. Huh. I sweat profusely when I play. And finally, I need a crowd. I want you to get some of my old fans back. Come on.
6: People that were into that game are in their forties now. They have jobs and wives and kids. I and-
1: love
2: <laughs> old chugs. Like no, they don't. Now chuck has the missile command game he's trying to put it in the buy more and he just needs morgan to help him
1: hey hey hey
0: morgan buddy can you give me a hand with this why don't you just go ask your buddy jeff uh, he's he's in the break room we're we're putting together this like uh, video game exhibition thingy this afternoon jeff jeff's gonna make a run at the all-time missile command high score and, whoa hey where are you going sounds like you two guys got it all worked out Morgan, I desperately need your help, okay? If Jeff doesn't break the Missile Command record... what, Chuck? The world's gonna end?
2: Uh, yes, Morgan. That's exactly what's going to happen. Oh, but Chuck can't tell him that.
0: Look, all I know is that I need your help, okay? I can't do this without you, buddy. I can't... Hey, hey, was Jeff... Was Jeff the president of his high school audio video club? Uh, was Jeff a roadie for Mama Mia for four straight summers? Does Jeff own his own smoke machine? No, but I do. huh? (laughs) Okay, Jeff is a loser, dude.
7: (laughs) Jeff
2: is a loser, dude. Awesome. So Morgan's on board, and we hear the fantastic song, The Touch, by Stan Bush. And any of you fans of Transformers the movie, the animated movie, not that Michael Bay crap, you know this song. The song rocks.
5: Oh, I see
0: what I can do. Do the best, buddy.
2: Oh, and also, Chuck needs to borrow Anna for a bit. Uh, oh, and I'm going to need to borrow your
0: girlfriend. Oh, dude, she's all yours.
1: Great.
2: I love this montage of all of Jeff's old fans getting messages that he's going to do a Missile Command exhibition. They are all so excited. We see Anna getting ready in her hula skirt, and it's just awesome. They're raising lights, they're, they've got a stage. It's fantastic. You're
1: at your back.
2: My favorite thing is also Jeff is watching his Anna video again because you know she is his muse after all. The great one returns, Jeff Barnes at the Buy More ASAP. I love it. And you know one thing that's funny is the text messages to Norman Buck and it cuts off and that's the director of the episode Norman Buckley. That's hilarious. I just noticed that. When our
1: hell's
2: And another thing is, one of the nerds that gets the text message about Jeff is Phil Klemmer, the writer of this episode. Jeff, 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 Jeff,
8: Jeff. I'm here at a Burbank electronics store where a local man prepares to break the missile command record. Well, what's
2: this? The newscast on the TV is messing up, and Chuck flashes on the strange pattern.
8: Now, for those of you who weren't around a quarter century ago, Jeff made his mark on way back in 1983.
0: <laughs> Sarah, Sarah, I know where Farouk is. The terrorists are using a television station to control the satellites are
6: here in L.A.
8: Chuck flashed. He knows where they're controlling the satellite time before the satellite is
6: in range. Maybe Chuck's right. There's nothing you can do to stop it without the code. Well, I'm going to go to the news station. Knock yourself out. I have my orders. 33 minutes and 5 seconds. This finger? Don't push that button. Hmm.
8: I'll call
6: you from the road. Agent Walker? Yes. Who do you trust to bring down a rogue satellite more? Some burnout loser playing a video game? An Air Force ICBM? I
2: trust Chuck. Damn right, Sarah. She trusts Chuck and we do too. Uh oh! It doesn't look like Jeff's doing too good. He seems to be freaking out a little bit.
0: Uh,
3: Missile Command World Champ. World
0: Champ. I don't feel so hot. No, no, no! You're gonna be great. You look great. You're gonna kill it. What was I
4: thinking? <laughs> no one can get the kill screen. I can't handle the math. You've dedicated
3: three years of your life to playing Missile Command. It's too heavy.
4: It feels like my brain is about to... What's next for Jeff
1: World? Crap!
2: Jeff just passed out face down on the floor! This is not good. Now let's cut into the home theater room where Jeff is resting comfortably on a couch and no one seems to be able to wake him up.
1: Jefferson. Hey. I'll get some water.
0: Hey, we, we we need to take care of this. Come on, buddy, come on. Wake up, buddy. You gotta play. You gotta get the kill screen. You gotta get the code. If we don't stop that satellite, they're gonna launch some crazy missile into space and then and then and then 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 it's World War Three. Acceptable civilian casualties.
2: Understandably, Chuck is pretty upset, so he calls Ellie and he can't tell her the truth, but he's got to urge her to just get out of town or something, just anything that might save her. Oh, my God. Hey, Chuck, what's
1: up?
5: Hey, well, I
0: was thinking, why don't you guys get out of town? You know, maybe Palm Springs, you and Awesome just get out of town. Now, actually, would be a great time. Trips on me, you know, early wedding present.
5: Wait a minute. Are you trying to get rid of me? No, no, no. I just thought it'd be nice. What's gotten into you? I don't know.
0: I don't know look i'm sorry okay I, I know i've been a bit of a disappointment lately i i i want you to be proud of me i just i ran out of time that's all
5: why don't we talk about this when you get home i gotta run i love you ellie honey do you think my brother's on drugs
6: i'd explain a lot <laughs> thanks a lot awesome
2: Now, here comes Morgan, and he's going to tell Chuck that uh, they want Jeff. He's got to do something.
0: They're going nuts out there, okay? These nerds are going to tear this joint apart. You got to do something. What am I supposed to do? Well, they came to see video game greatness. Someone better deliver.
2: Well, the decision is made. Somebody's got to take Jeff's place. Let's see who it is
0: gentlemen, or gentlemen, let me introduce you to the challenger, hailing from the City of Angels, the Master of Disaster, the King of Sting, the Dancing Destroyer, Charles Irving Bordewski!
2: Oh, so uh tough crowd. They don't know who Chuck is, but let's cut to the TV station and Sarah is arriving. Yeah. So, uh back at the Bymore, Chuck is playing Missile Command and he's not doing too great. And I love this. Emmett comes walking in the Bymore. He sees all these people standing there and Chuck on a stage playing a video game. And he's wondering, what the hell is going on here? Who authorized
7: this? This is an abomination. You
1: suck, Bartowski.
2: Way, that's not nice. But Chuck realizes the guy who said that, he's wearing a shirt that says Rush. And that's when Chuck remembers what Morimoto said. To rush,
7: music of the universe. Universe.
0: Uh, command. The mathematical pattern underlying the game is exactly the same. as... Morgan. Hey, uh, buddy, do do we carry any Rush CDs in the store?
7: No need. I got them
0: all on my Zune. You have a Zune? Are you kidding me? No, No, I'll grab my iPod.
2: <laughs> the burn. <laughs> That's hilarious. A zoom. Good, good, good. I have, I have a very, very special request.
0: On my mark, three,
2: two, one. And here we go, guys. Tom Sawyer by the band Rush. Mark!
1: A Monday warrior of me, to Tom Sawyer me.
2: So while Chuck's playing missile command, Sarah's infiltrating the TV station and she's knocking dudes out. She's kicking some ass. Oh, my And we also see Casey is preparing to launch the ICBM.
4: Chuck better hurry. Welcome to Strategic Air Command, Major Casey. opening silo doors.
2: Get him, Sarah, get him! Get him!
0: I am going to do this. No one can stop the satellite now.
8: Tell me what the target is. What's the satellite aimed at? Why?
7: It doesn't matter. No one will remember who threw the first (laughs) stone. Oh, my God, gentlemen. We
0: have
4: a kill screen. I got this. Targets to range releasing synchronized safeties on my mark. Two, one, mark.
1: Yes, Chuck
2: did it. He hit the kill screen.
4: Fire win ready, sir.
8: what's happening?
0: Sarah, I did it! I did it! I beat the game! I got to the kill screen! I got the code! The game, it follows a pattern. It's just like Mr. Morimoto said.
8: The music of the universe. Chuck, just give me the code.
0: Oscar, Zelda, Penguin, Gamma, Sector, Bob
8: Oh, my God.
6: Satellite's powering down. Terminate launch sequence. Bogey's bugging out and going home. Uh,
2: Sorry, Casey. You're not going to get to fire a nuke today.
8: You did it, Chuck. It worked. How does it feel to be a hero, Mister Bartowski?
2: I would say pretty awesome. Wow. Big Mike is back, and uh, I can't tell if he's happy or mad or
4: what. Looks like you fools had one hell of a party. Congratulations, Bartowski. That's quite an achievement. And in light of today's events... I'd like to announce there's a new assistant manager amongst us.
2: what I tell you, man? It's all coming up, Bartowski. Uh, yeah, I don't think so, Morgan. I think he has somebody else in mind.
4: You all remember Mr. Emmett Milbarge? Mr. Milbarge has volunteered to stay on for... well, as long as it takes.
7: <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Michael. I'm afraid this branch is sick, and not the kind of sick that can be fixed with a Band-Aid. What this More needs requires a surgeon. Someone who doesn't mind getting up to their elbows and
1: guts,
7: (laughs) and that's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to reach in, wrap my fingers around the disease, and rip it out. Well,
2: you better watch out, Chuck. He's gunning for you. So, cut to the back dock of the Byamore, and there's Jeff sitting there all by himself, and uh, Chuck sits down and he wants to have a word with him.
4: How you feeling, buddy? better good thanks so missile command champion I got lucky yeah. congrats I'm glad it was you I mean you sure you're not me <laughs> I'm cool being number one's a real bitch feels like the whole world is gunning for you sometimes
1: I can imagine
4: so what was it like to kill screen forget it I'll see you tomorrow
2: know what to make of jeff he's kind of a tragic character i don't think that chuck knows what to make of it either so chuck arrives at home and outley who's been on him the whole episode she's super excited and happy and chuck assumes it has to do with missile command
5: I'm so
0: proud of you (laughs) Hey, you relax, it's just a video game Granted, I am the best missile commander in the world
5: I'm not talking about a stupid video game I'm talking about this Sarah told us what's inside (laughs) My diploma? (laughs) Well, don't act so surprised
6: You sly dog Sarah also told us about what you've been doing behind our backs She did? Really? Yeah I wonder you've been such a mess this past year.
5: Why didn't you tell us you were taking online courses? Oh! Oh, right!
6: That's... You two kids have some celebrating to do. She's waiting out back. Thank me for that ginseng shake in the morning.
5: You really surprised me, Charles. I think he's
2: just as surprised as you are, Ellie. <laughs> now he's got to go visit Sarah and find out what's going on here. And when he does, we hear the song, Sleep Driving by Grand Archives. Well, thanks for my
0: fake diploma. What do you mean? I get it. You know, you had one of your CIA pals it up to get Ellie off my back.
8: It's real, Chuck. Come on. I'm serious. You graduated. What about my last 12 credits? Well, Casey and I decided that your exceptional field service ought to count for something, and Stanford agreed. Huh.
0: And by exceptional, you mean like, uh, I don't know, decrypting weapons satellite codes? Electrical engineering. Or running away from exploding games of missile command?
8: Physical education. You aren't it, Chuck.
2: Hot dog, you sure did, Chuck. Awesome.
8: that star out there on the horizon? That's the Air Force bouncing Morimoto's satellite off the atmosphere and burning it up. Make a wish. It's yours.
2: Right then, Chuck turns and he looks at Sarah, and I think we all know what Chuck's wishing for. But the one thing he may not realize is that It's probably already come true. Now, cut back to the buy more, and there's Jeff. He's all alone. Nobody else is in the store, and he approaches the Missile Command arcade game.
4: Hey bud, let's party.
1: A worry mean, mean dumb, so mean, mean
2: I have a feeling that Jeff saw the kill screen that night, but who can know for sure? <laughs> Well, guys, that was the episode, Chuck vs. Tom Sawyer. One of my favorite episodes of Chuck. It's awesome. It's got everything. And now I'll explain to you why it means so much to me. Because Chuck saved the world in this episode. He prevented World War III. Remember what Ellie said? I'm not talking about some stupid video game. No, Ellie. What this episode shows you is that that Stanford degree... That piece of paper, it doesn't matter because of who Chuck really is. He's a person who, sure, on the outside, he looks like an underachiever who's working at the Buy More. But the friggin' guy just saved the world. He prevented World War III with his video game skills with the help of some Rush. And I think that's awesome. And that's why I love this episode. It shows that the degree, the Stanford, and all that stuff that's been bothering him, that his sister thinks, which, you know, understandably, an education is the most important thing, which it is, it shows that that's not all it takes to be successful and to be a great human being. It takes somebody who's genuinely good. And that's who Chuck Bartowski is. And that's why I love this episode. And it's also got some hilarious moments. The Jeff stuff. Morgan and Lester being jealous, the whole thing with the nerds being excited that Jeff is returning. But one of my favorite moments is when Sarah says, I trust Chuck, and she did. None of this would have been possible without Sarah helping out, and she did because she believes in Chuck. And unfortunately, you know, Casey didn't get to fire the ICBM, but uh, maybe next time. No, I don't think he ever gives that opportunity again. (laughs) But still, it was a long shot, that plan, and it's not good. Whenever it involves radiation and bombs, not good. I like Chuck's way better. It saved a lot of lives. Can he tell anyone that that's what happened? No. But you know what? We know, and Sarah knows. That's all that matters. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it. If you'd like to check out my Chuck blog at chuckpodcast.blogspot.com. There you'll find links to all of the Chuck series companion episodes and all my blog write-ups. You can also send me some feedback. Send it to nimpodcast at gmail.com, or you can send me a voicemail at 1-206-309-4729. And again, click the link to iTunes and write me a review on iTunes or rate the show. I'd appreciate it. Thank you guys so much for listening to the show. I love doing the show, and I love Chuck, and I'm glad you're digging it, too. So what are you guys waiting for? Get out there and watch some more Chuck. All right, guys, that's it, and I'll see you next time.
4: Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to slip into my drinking pants.
1: Now this is podcasting. Podcasting.